A quick note before you dive into today's episode. While I will always be an advocate for multi-passionates embracing their talents as a gift, not a burden, I have decided that I'm no longer going to run a business with that as the goal. Please note that as you listen to any episodes, any of the offers that I have expressed, especially my coaching program, which I've talked about in many episodes, those are no longer relevant as my business is closing. If you'd like to stay connected, come and find me on LinkedIn. The link will be added across the show notes in all episodes. Be well. Welcome to the Multi-Passionate Mastery Podcast, the podcast where creatives come to embrace their talents as a gift, not a burden. I'm your host, Deanna Joy. Together, we'll explore how to finally make friends with focus, ditching overwhelm and idea fatigue once and for all, and how to be unapologetic about who you are as a multi-passionate. But I'm not just going to pump you up with a bunch of empowerment content. I'm going to give you tools and practices that you can implement starting today. It's time to unlock your multi-passionate mastery. Let's begin. Welcome to season two. It's so good to be back. I missed you so, so much. And I'm so excited to share that this season, I'll be bringing you weekly episodes. So we get to hang out every single week. Episodes will continue to air on Wednesdays. Make sure you turn on your notifications so that you never miss an episode and make sure that you're subscribed because this season is going to be so, so good. I took a break after season one to finish up a season of focus, my own season of focus, of building out my signature group program, which is called Prioritize and Thrive. You'll definitely be hearing a lot about that this season. I also created a new free training for you, which I'll tell you more about later in this episode. So was working on more things for you, and now I'm so excited to be back on the podcast hanging out with you here. To kick off this season, I want to introduce you to the priority mapping method. If you've been listening to the podcast since season one, shout out to all my day ones, then you know that we spoke a lot about focus. The priority mapping method is the next step, the evolution of that. So in this first episode of season two, we're going to do an overview of the priority mapping method today. And then as we get further into the season, we'll be breaking down these concepts even more. So what is the priority mapping method? The priority mapping method is a simple, repeatable process for breaking free from the pressure of wanting to do all the things at once and bringing your ideas to life on a completely stress-free timeline. This method is specifically for multi-passionates because you know all the work that I do is for you, my fellow multi-passionate creative. So this is not a strict time management system. This is not a rigid process. It's hard to follow. All of my neurodivergent folks out there, this will still apply for you. This is not something that is super rigid and hard to follow, but it is a process that you can apply to your decision making that makes it really, really simple and easy to answer questions like, what should you do first? What should you focus on? So this method came about because even though I talked a lot about focus, as I mentioned in season one, as I started talking to many multi-passionates in my community, I realized that a lot of you were wanting not just to know how to focus, but how to know what to focus on. 
And when I say that I spoke to a lot of you in my community, I don't mean that like, oh yeah, I read your comments on social media or I looked at Reddit threads. I invited multi-passionates in my community to do coffee chats with me. I bought like a little Starbucks card for whoever showed up and I spent about 30 minutes just chatting with people and listening. And I would take those chats and I would listen to them and I would listen to the specific questions that you were asking. It was so enlightening because what I expected to hear were questions about focus. But as I listened back to the recordings of these calls, many of the conversations had the same thing that kept coming up. You were saying things like, I don't know which idea to act on. I'm not sure how to prioritize. Time management has always been an issue for me. Or I wish there was a system for measuring one idea against a different one so that I could know what to start with. So in hearing that and in observing those patterns, what you were asking for was a system, a method, a process for creating clear priorities that would help you finally break free from the pressure of wanting to bring forward all of your amazing ideas at the same time and getting burnt out as the result. The priority mapping method is that system. It's my way of answering the call for a way to know what to start with. Because if you don't know what to start with first, if you don't know what's a priority, then what you focus on doesn't really matter. And I know that sounds kind of harsh, but it's true, right? You could spend time focusing on one thing that you think is the right thing to do, but if you're constantly second guessing that because you never had a clear process you could follow for landing on whatever you've chosen to pursue, then it really disrupts your focus. And if you're second guessing yourself the entire time, It doesn't allow you to truly be present and gain that momentum that you want to gain on the project so that you can bring it out into the world fully. What I want to see is I want to see you having a process you can follow for not just how to focus, but how do you choose what to focus on in the first place? So that's what we're going to talk about today. The priority mapping method is a three-part system, and I have created a beautiful course that breaks it down step-by-step, which you get immediate access to when you join my coaching program, Prioritize and Thrive. So if you want to learn this method fully, and you want to work with me as your coach, as you go through the priority mapping method, then you'll definitely want to join us inside of Prioritize and Thrive. Click the link in the show notes to learn how you can join. So now let's go over the three phases that make up the priority mapping method. Phase one of the method is cultivating clarity. Clarity first, priorities next. We want to make sure that we're starting with clarity because without knowing who you are and what you want, it's going to be very difficult to create clear priorities for yourself. That's why the method begins here. So the course goes over how to create clarity on a macro level by learning your human design and also cultivating clarity on a micro level by sharing various practices that you can integrate into your daily life that create an environment for clarity to thrive. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the human design portion. How does learning your human design help you cultivate more clarity? I'm super excited to have a featured human design mentor inside of Prioritize and Thrive and also someone who I've worked with personally, Crystal Woods. 
she teaches a full module almost like the first half of the first module you will be learning with crystal because I didn't want to try to shapeshift into a human design practitioner and try to teach it as if it's something I had studied for years so instead I went out and found an expert and as a side note for all my multi-passionates listening, you don't have to be an expert in everything. If you want to integrate someone else's expertise into your work, that is totally fine. You don't have to try to be an expert in every single thing that you want to share because someone out there already is. So that's a little sidebar for you. Anyway, I brought Crystal in to teach on this subject and she will be a guest on the show later in the season. But what I really want to start with for now is giving you some personal examples of how human design can help you cultivate clarity based on my personal experiences with it. If you have never heard of human design, it is a system that helps you understand what you might think of as your energetic blueprint in this lifetime how you exchange energy with others, how you exchange energy with the world, how opportunities may come to you or how you may need to seek them out. It also can really help you understand which environments are supportive for you and you are able to use all of these pieces of information to gain a ton of clarity and then make decisions from a much more grounded and embodied place based on who you are as a person. What I love about human design is that it's not like the Enneagram or Myers-Briggs or anything because it's not a personality test. It's not a test where you are giving answers and your answers may change from one year to the next. Human design is based on your birth time, date, and location. So your chart is your chart. (laughs) And so if you like astrology, if you resonate with knowing your astrological sign, then human design is a really perfect next step for you. So I'm a human design manifester. And before learning that about myself, I thought that I had a terrible work ethic. I couldn't understand why I wasn't cranking out work like everyone else. But after learning my human design, I understood that being able to produce work on a consistent basis isn't how my energy works. I create when I have an urge that's followed by this big burst of energy. And after that, I need time to rest and reset so that I can receive the next urge. Talk about clarity, right? You can imagine how my entire life began to make sense when I found this out. And I also learned that manifestors are designed to initiate, but not necessarily to keep things going. So this helped me see why my energy is at its peak in the very beginning of a project when I'm initiating it or kicking it off. And it also showed me where I can seek out outside support from those with other human design types to help me keep projects going long term. So I gained a ton of clarity about that as well. And honestly, it removed so much guilt. Before learning your human design, you might think that you're making aligned decisions because something looks great on paper, but after learning your human design and after learning how your energy works, you'll have a much more personal roadmap and you'll be able to make decisions from a more empowered place of massive clarity. And I know it sounds like a lot, and honestly, it can be quite a rabbit hole. So that's why I decided to bring in Crystal, a human design certified practitioner to teach my clients inside of Prioritize and Thrive, 
everything they need to know to get started with learning their human design and utilizing that newfound knowledge to help them cultivate clarity. There are also a lot of other places that you can go to learn your human design. There's a lot of Instagram accounts about this. You can just check out some hashtags if you're interested in dipping your toes. But if you want to learn how to use human design specifically for cultivating clarity as a multi-passionate You can learn that inside of my program, Prioritize and Thrive. And again, the link is in the show notes if you want to learn more about that. The next phase of the priority mapping method is stacking your priorities. And I know you're thinking stacking priorities, what the hell is that? So let me explain. Stacking priorities is a term that I coined to explain the process of choosing which of your ideas can come first and which can come next. Now, This is not the same as choose one thing. What priority stacking helps you do is begin to look not just at the idea that you're considering, but also what skills you'll need or what skills you'll gain in the process and how much energetic bandwidth is this idea, this project, this desire of yours going to require. You'll also look for things like whether or not it's related to anything that you've currently got going on. So it is sort of like a very loose way to measure, if you will, your ideas to figure out, okay, which should come first and which should come next. When you start to look at your ideas this way, there's a lot less mind drama involved. It's not so much about, well, I really want to do this and I'm afraid that I'm going to lose interest in it or I don't want to wait and then have someone else come and take this idea from me, right? That's kind of that mind drama that we get into as multi-passionates when we have an idea. But when you learn the priority stacking and you learn how to do that, you can take that drama out of the equation and just look at the facts. What's your idea? What skills will you need? How much energy is it going to take? Is it related to anything else that you're doing? And inside of the course and Prioritize and Thrive, I have a whole workbook that really takes you through this step by step. So it's a more holistic approach to knowing which order to do things in. And the best thing about this is it's not a planner or a template. This is a process that you learn once and you can apply it to your decision making over and over and over again. That was something that was really important to me in this method was that I didn't make you dependent on software or a specific type of planner to be able to do this. I would much rather teach you a skill, a life skill that you learn once and will help you for the rest of your life than tell you that you need to get a Notion template or download Asana or ClickUp or something to do this because you could have all the project management software in the world, you could have the most beautiful planner, but if you don't know how to create priorities for yourself using a process that you've internalized, it just doesn't matter. (laughs) It just does not matter. So this is one of my favorite parts of the entire program is this part because this is where you really learn this amazing skill. And the cool thing about priority stacking is that you're already doing this. Maybe you wash the dishes or load the dishwasher after your last meal of the day so that you don't have to be you know, in the kitchen and at the sink multiple times throughout your day. That's a priority stack saying, you know what, I'm going to wash the dishes after my last meal so that I only have to do it once. You are setting that up in a way that makes sense for you. You're choosing your priorities in a way that makes sense. That would be considered a priority stack, kind of a smaller one, but still. Here's another example. 
I decided to wait to release season two of the podcast until after I had my new free training created and after I had my program built out because I wanted to use this podcast as a way to tell you about it. That's a priority stack, right? I could have kept going and I could have continued to prioritize the podcast because I love it. I love being here with you. I love the conversations that we get to have here together. But I chose to intentionally pause and focus on creating a program where we can work together directly. And I chose to build out this method and I removed the podcast from my plate intentionally during that time. Did I miss it? Yes. Was I worried that I was going to lose interest or never get back to it? No, because I made a decision and I knew exactly when the podcast would come back in line. I could see exactly where it was on my priority stack. So that's another example. And I hope that you're starting to see how beneficial it is to be able to make decisions in this way. Now, anytime you prioritize one thing to create a more easeful experience overall, you're stacking your priorities. And it sounds simple because it is quite simple, but when it comes to ideas, desires, projects that you are kind of attached to, that you really love, that you really want to see out into the world, that's when it can get a little bit more complicated. And that's why inside of Prioritize and Thrive, we have coaching. So when you're making these decisions, if you get stuck at any time, you come to a coaching call, you talk to me about it, and I coach you through it, and then you're able to move forward. So, you know, sometimes things do come up because we do get attached to our ideas and our desires. That's a part of the multi-passionate experience. Are you ready for the last phase of the priority mapping method? It is focusing to follow through. So now you've cultivated clarity and you have a simple process for choosing your priorities. The next step is that we want to make sure you don't just get excited about your newfound clarity and spend all your time there just basking in the fact that you know what you want to do, but also that you begin to gain meaningful momentum on the priorities that you've chosen so that you can get your work out into the world, whatever that work may be, because I know that as a multi-passionate, Yes, there are things that you're interested in that you're fine keeping for yourself, but I know that you also have work that you want to get out into the world. And work could mean anything. Maybe you have a spirit of advocacy and you really want to start to see some change. Maybe you love working with children. Maybe you want to convert a bus into your living space so that you can travel the world as you create content. Whatever is on your heart to bring forward That's what I mean by the work that you're going to put out into the world. So if you've been listening to the show since season one, then you already know that my approach to focusing as a multi-passionate is much more nuanced than just learning how to concentrate on the task in front of you. Inside of the priority mapping method, we use a blend of techniques to help you stay focused on the priority that you've set and enjoy the process because you're doing so in a way that works for you, not following any strict set of rules, such as only working four hours a week or something like that. Again, it's not a time management system. And I'm really happy about that because time management doesn't work for all of us, especially my neurodivergent folks. Like not everyone wants to time block, right? And keep track of what they're doing every hour. That doesn't work for everyone. And that's just not necessary when you use the priority mapping method. So 
You may remember the three-part focus framework that we talked about in season one. If you have no idea what I'm talking about or if you're new to the podcast, I would love it if you could take some time and go back and check out some of those earlier episodes because they're very, very valuable. And that is a part of the priority mapping method along with the use of seasons of focus and the four focus archetypes, which is an entirely new process that is only available inside of the program, Prioritize and Thrive. So again, if you want access to this full method, you're ready to finally break free from the pressure of doing all the things at once, and you want to work with a multi-passionate who gets you, who can coach you through that entire process, click the link in our show notes and come and join us inside of Prioritize and Thrive. So now you know the three phases that make up the priority mapping method. Phase one is cultivating clarity. Phase two, stacking your priorities. And phase three, focusing to follow through. I hope that as we continue to explore these topics throughout the season, you'll start to see that being multi-passionate doesn't mean that you have to constantly be figuring out how to make sense of your ideas. You can bring your ideas to life on a completely stress-free timeline and choose priorities in a way that feels fun and energizing for you. I can't wait to dive into this more throughout this entire season, and I'll see you soon in our next episode.